Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, a busy earnings report brings plenty of news. The Model S referral program gets renewed with a new prize up for grabs. Gigafactory gets closer to being operational. An owner has fun tracking her stolen Tesla with the Cars app and more. Onward! Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. It's episode 15 for November 8th, 2015. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. Thanks once again for joining me. 15 episodes in, man. It's, go- it's flying by. It's going fast. I love it. I'm having a great time. And some good news. I'm going to start the show with some excellent news. To all of those of you who've been asking to have this podcast added to TuneIn so that you can listen to it in your Teslas, fittingly enough, now you can. Huge thanks to Jens uh, out of Europe for contacting TuneIn and getting this podcast added. Now, Jens, I don't want to look the gift horse in the mouth, but it's not listed under Ride the Lightning, Tesla Motors Unofficial Podcast, but instead it's Tesla Motors Unofficial Podcast, which is totally fine just as well. So if you search in your car, search in the app, search for Tesla Podcast, that will pull it right up. Be sure to follow it. You're good to go, and you can get... Uh, if you're out on your Sunday drive, that's, you know, I, I publish the show on Sundays by design, Sunday mornings, uh, East Coast, or excuse me, West Coast time. It's by design. So uh, if you're out for a Sunday cruise in your Model S, fire up the podcast. Why not? I also remind you before we get going with the news, and there is a lot of it this week, that uh, I've got a voice mailbox. You can call in anytime if you want to leave a comment from something uh, you heard me talk about, a question, a discussion topic, whatever it is. If you've got any of that stuff, give me a call anytime toll-free at 1-888-989-8752, which spells out T-S-L-A. That's 1-888-989-8752. You can also Skype to that number or Skype to the username LifeOnRecord2. So uh, give us a ring. Give me a ring anytime. Would love to hear from you. Please leave your name, uh, where you're calling from. Try to keep the message fairly short. And uh, I love doing those caller blocks uh, whenever, whenever I've got a good enough uh, amount of, of calls lined up. And on that note, I'll remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. I want to thank Life on Record for providing my uh, voicemail for the show, although it's, they don't technically want me to call it that, but uh, that's sort of what it is, and then you can do with it whatever you want. So be right back with tons of Tesla news this week, led by the Q3 earnings results and investor call. First up on a busy news block, it is headlined, of course, this week by the Q3 earnings results and the investor call with Elon that followed. Now, last week, I, I certainly have to call myself out. I, uh, as I said in last week's podcast, I was braced for some seriously bad news and for Wall Street to freak out. Uh, but I apparently could not have been more wrong. 
Uh, Wall Street was very pleased with the results, judging by the stock price after hours and the next day. Uh, stock price had been had been falling a good bit down near uh, 200 even from where it, you know, it had been floating or right around 250 for, uh, for quite some time and shot back up to 230 was about where it finished up the week. So uh, Wall Street pleased with what they heard. Now, a couple of choice bits from the shareholder letter. Tesla saying, quote, in Q4, we plan to build 15 to 17,000 vehicles and deliver 17,000 to 19,000 vehicles which will result in 50 to 52,000 total deliveries for the year, uh, which would put them right where they had revised their estimates uh, from, from about a quarter ago. So uh, that's good news there. And the interesting thing is delivering 2,000 more vehicles than they build, which leads you to wonder uh, if the popular theories are correct and that a couple of parts, seats and maybe windshields, and maybe something with the, the Falcon wing doors have been holding up Model X signature deliveries. And it would seem that that uh, must be the case because uh, how else do you deliver? I mean, they, they've built these cars already. They're probably just seemingly waiting on the seats. And now they're going to, you know, they've got a bunch sitting around. Because remember, they, if you've, well, I suppose most of you have never, I've, I get to remember, I'm very fortunate. I've been to uh, the Tesla factory a couple of times. In fact, I will add, if you've never gone and you're an owner, if you're an owner, you just can go. You can call and schedule it. If, you know, if, I know not all of you live in San Francisco or in the Bay Area, but point being, if you ever get the chance to take the tour, take the tour. It is a fantastic facility. It's very cool to see. And the point I was driving at originally was that uh, the Tesla factory, they, they're... New me, what was new me and what is now the Tesla factory is a mammoth facility that's capable of producing half a million cars a year. But Tesla is literally taking up a small corner of it right now. Obviously, that's going to grow a lot. You know, they've added a line for Model X. And when Model 3 gets it comes around and, and gets really ramped up and they're building, you know, 100,000 plus of those a year. They're going to be using more of the factory, but right now, if you know, I from my time there, it's uh, it is just there's just darkness and nothing. You could film, <laughs> you could film a horror movie there, uh, for for uh, what that place looks like, uh, parts of it, or it's just dark nothingness. Uh, this ha sort of haunted, the haunted uh, vestige of of Toyota and GM. Uh, from when they built there. But in any case, you know, if Tesla's got a couple of thousand or, you know, let's just say a, a good quantity of, of nearly finished Model Xs, they could be stashing them anywhere in there and no one would ever know. <laughs> They'd just be hiding back there, undisturbed, waiting for their, those seats or, or whatever the, the case may be. And uh, Elon almost, you know, more or less confirmed that the seat, seats were the issue. Uh, he did so. He said he said that one percent of Model X parts are causing the holdups, and he added that seats are being moved largely in house. He had a quote uh, where he described that the seat making is going to uh, come in house. Which you know, this is actually a, definitely something of a trend. I mean, Tesla is not a vertically integrated company in the way that you know, big, big industry was uh, in the 20s, for instance, you know, the early part of the, the 20th century. But, you know, it has been, 
the more vertically integrated Tesla is, the faster they are able to move, the more nimble they are able to be. And I talked about how being nimble is very important, I think, very important to Tesla on, uh, I believe it was last week's podcast. But in any case, uh, the seats are coming. The seat creation, seat making is coming in-house largely. And so hopefully that is going to end this uh, signature bottleneck and get these Model Xs out on the road and out to these signature reservation holders that in many cases have been waiting for three and a half, pushing four years now. Uh, also in the Q3 earnings and uh, investor uh, sheet there, the, uh, the shareholders report, quote, we have also accelerated plans to begin cell production for Tesla energy products at the Gigafactory by the end of 2016. This is several quarters ahead of our initial plan. So that is some really good news if you're, uh, certainly if, if you happen to be an investor, uh, while we're on the topic of, of Wall Street, but also if you're on the list <laughs> for uh, Powerwall, if you've got a deposit down, if you've got a reservation down, uh, that's only gonna help get things going qu qu uh, more quickly. And you know what's cool about that too is, you know, if Gigafactory is that far ahead, that's just the sooner that those thousands of jobs can be created in Reno for that. Uh, so that's, that's just great news for, there's no downside to that whatsoever. So all good there. And then finally, uh, Jason Wheeler was hired as the new chief financial officer of Tesla. He's formerly of Google. He replaces Deepak Ahuja, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the outgoing CFO who was, had pledged to stick around until a replacement was found. So generally good stuff all around in the Q3 earnings results. Uh, Q4 is going to be really telling though because we sit here on uh, just on the precipice of the year going, going well for Tesla or it becoming a, uh, a bit of a troublesome year if they cannot get these Model Xs out the door. So uh, next quarter... The next quarter report is going to be extremely telling, uh, but hopefully, boy, I know I think I feel like I jinxed it by saying it a, a couple shows ago that that uh, signature holders should hopefully start to be seeing their cars soon. Just on a on a you know thinking it's got to happen and it hasn't happened, uh, so we'll see. I mean, there are a lot of VIN numbers assigned, but there are not a lot, or in fact, necessarily there. Are, I haven't heard of any actual delivery dates for anyone. So the net, the good news is Q3 results positive overall, but Q4 will be a just huge, huge moment for, uh, for the company, at least as far as Wall Street is concerned, and certainly as far as the signature Model X reservation holders are concerned as well. A quick Model 3 update for those of you like me who are holding out for the Model 3. That is the car that uh, maybe like me, that's the one you can afford, that's the one you're gunning for, that's the one you're saving for. Uh, besides Ma Elon again reiterating that uh, we're looking at 2017, the shareholders letter mentioned that the prototype reveal is scheduled for late March 2016. So that's getting eerily similar, uh, excuse me, eerily uh, specific rather. So uh, mark your calendars for that. You know, you, you would assume that that's going to take place in Hawthorne, which is where Franz's design studio is. Uh, 
the S and X unveils took place in Hawthorne. Of course, speaking very selfishly, being up here in San Francisco, I would love it for it to be. I would love for it to be here, but uh, I suspect it will, in fact, be in Hawthorne. There's there's no reason why uh, to believe otherwise. Especially with the secrecy involved, they're not going to risk moving that prototype anywhere outside. Uh, another quick Model 3 tidbit came from Elon speaking at the Baron Investment Conference. He, he didn't necessarily, he didn't say anything we haven't heard before, but it's just, I mean, you know, again, for those of us who are waiting with bated breath for Model 3, any little thing that Elon says about it is, uh, I know I gobble it right up, and I just just sort of <laughs> dig into it for any little nugget I can. And at that Baron Investment Conference, Elon said, spoke about the Model 3 briefly, saying, quote, The 3 will be a smaller version of the S, he means. 20% smaller, which he's said a million times before, comparable in size to, say, a BMW 3 Series or an Audi A4. Again, nothing he hasn't said before. But now he's getting a little more specific. Again, nothing we wouldn't have assumed or figured, but good to hear him say, it is going to have a similar feel to the S. It will have great acceleration, good driving feel, and great cargo space. So uh, the, it, is, it is just good to hear Elon continuing to speak about Model 3. I, I mean, I just, I appreciate, as someone who is waiting very anxiously for Model 3, that he doesn't dodge it. You know, a lot of CEOs or public figures, when they're asked about something that uh, maybe, even, even if it's something everybody knows is happening, they'll just, you know, they'll not comment on it, or they'll give some PR spun answer. But no, Elon, he will, if he's asked, he'll say, he'll, even if he's just kind of reiterating the same thing that he said before, he'll speak to it. He'll give you something, a little something to chew on. So uh, for those of you like me that are in, in the Model 3 Club, that's for you. Elon wasn't done talking, though. At that same barren appearance, he spoke to the company's growth and to longer-range cars. With uh, regarding growth, he, see, uh, he said, quote, I think over time, if we continue to, if we build great products and we keep our cost structure competitive, Tesla will have many plants. In fact, many auto plants and many gigafactories, I think, are needed. Again, nothing he hasn't said before, but it just leads you to wonder that, uh, I mean, how many does he, is he talking about? Uh, you know, could... Could there be another Tesla factory in the United States, or is he simply talking about abroad? I would I would think he means in other you know he's already he's already talked about China, and we have of course uh, in the the new factory in the Netherlands. So uh, I don't, yeah, where, I'm not sure where else he might be thinking of. Maybe eventually down uh, Australia, perhaps. Uh, South America, potentially, I guess if he just hits all the continents. But I do wonder if even, you know, if even in the United States, there could be a, you know, an East Coast Tesla factory, maybe, you know, down sort of either northeastern seaboard or, or down in the south somewhere. Who knows? But, uh, and of course, the plan for multiple gigafactories, he laid that out a long time ago that, you know, this is gigafactory one that's under construction that uh, the, you know, the, the, the needs of, of the, the car company and of the energy company could vastly outstrip even 
what the uh, Gigafactory can provide. And of course, the Gigafactory, the one Gigafactory, is going to produce more lithium-ion batteries than all of the rest of the world's lithium-ion battery factories combined. So that that just gives you an idea of the, the scale that Elon Musk is talking about. And again, what we've learned about Elon Musk, you think, that sounds nuts. He's already building one battery factory that's going to create more lithium-ion batteries in a year than, than uh, the rest of the lithium-ion production in the world combined. What does he need with more of them? Well, well, guess what? You don't doubt this guy. That's what, that's what we've learned. You believe Elon, he's going to get it done. He does more often than not. Uh, and then to speaking to longer-range cars, Elon said, for us to do, say, a 500-mile range car, we could absolutely do that right now with current batteries, but the cost would be too high and the use for load impact on the vehicle would be too high. So you would have to fill the front trunk and rear trunk with batteries and we would have to infringe a little bit on passenger room. So basically, you know, chemistry improvements in the, in the battery technology will eventually enable 500 mile cars to, you know, use the same battery pan space probably that the S use and the X use now. But it is interesting to hear him say that like, yeah, we could build a 500 mile car if we wanted to, but it wouldn't be worth the trade-off. I would have to think the weight on that would be, would be unbelievable too. Even with an aluminum, aluminum frame and aluminum body, that would be, uh, that would not be necessarily a car you'd, I can't imagine there would be any sort of performance out of that car compared to what we're used to with Tesla, but good stuff there. Uh, again, I'm still of the mind that, you know, we know that the base Model 3, Elon has said the baseline for that is 200 real world miles, which is likely to be 220 to 240 EPA. And that there is, you know, there's no way that there won't be a higher capacity battery option for whether it's for performance models or just for, you know, longer range models. Uh, so you've got to figure if, if the base car is 220 to 240 EPA, that the upgraded battery is going to be approaching 300, perhaps even sneaking just past it as sort of a psychological victory and I expect, I've said this on the podcast before, but I expect that, that uh, if that happens, if that is the case with the larger battery in the Model 3 when it debuts, I think around that same time the S is going to get a 350 to 400 mile battery utilizing the very same battery chemistry improvements that the Gigafactory will yield in order to make the 300 mile Model 3 possible. So uh, the evolution continues. These cars are are just evolving at an unbelievable clip. Uh, and it's it's gonna take, I think it's gonna take all of us some time to wrap our heads around. I mean, I already see on the, the Tesla Motors Club boards, there have been a lot of Model S owners who've already traded in their cars because you know they were super early adopters whose cars, you know, they were rear wheel drive only. They didn't have parking sensors. They didn't have folding mirrors. They didn't have next gen seats. All these things that have been added to the car uh, that you know, a lot of folks have have gone ahead and traded in and just upgraded to a newer S, a newer build with you know all the manufacturing improvements and just all these other things. Uh, particularly, of course, all-wheel drive. But uh, this is the way that this company moves very, very quickly, and it is in the end a very, very good thing. 
This next story uh, just cracked me up. Uh, I absolutely... Uh, who sent this to me? I, somebody sent this to me on Twitter. I didn't write down who. I apologize. But uh, this is a great story out of Vancouver. A couple's Model S was stolen. It was stolen because the thief had gained, had, had gotten into the car. There was an extra, they left one of their extra key fobs in the car so that, uh, you know, a would-be thief, who knows if he was actually looking to steal the car, but he walked up to the car and the door handles popped out on him. So he hopped in and he was able to get the, he figured out, to, uh, you know, to put his foot on the brake and put the thing in drive and he started to drive away. And uh, the car belongs to uh, Carrie Pinkowski. And this, what cracked me up about this, I mean, of course, Model S thefts have, are, are nearly impossible. I mean, this was, the, the, the thief was almost literally invited into the car, albeit inadvertently. But uh, it's, uh, it's still, you know, there's so, there's so few and far between the cars getting, getting taken. But the, listen to this. This was just great. Carrie Pinkowski says of her stolen car, it was so much fun, actually. I could tell the 911 operator was excited. They'd never had this before where they could actually track the car. So yes, they, the car was taken. They realized it was taken. They called the police and they got on their, their Tesla app. And they could just track exactly where the car was, every turn it made. I mean, everything. You know, if, you, if you're an owner, you know you've seen the app. You've seen it in action. Now, the uh, the app also lets you uh, honk the horn it lets you you know you can you can kind of screw with the car if you really wanted to a little bit you can't shut it down you'd have to call tesla for that um but uh according to the the uh vancouver province is where this came from the uh the province says uh, they debated contacting Tesla to kill the car's motors remotely or using the app to operate its sunroof and horn, but felt the situation was better left in the Mounties' capable hands, which, when you think about it, it probably had to be really tempting to do that. But I guess that, but to their credit, they, they took the, the smarter way. I mean, you just, you let the guy think he's got the car, call the police, guide, the, let, you know, guide them straight to the car, and in fact, the... The mounted police were able to, you know, locate, track down the vehicle through, you know, with the, the dispatcher and the owner on the phone with using the app. They surrounded the vehicle and they made a an arrest without incident. The the worst the car, the only thing that that happened was uh, some scuff marks on the wheels, and then the the thief left his dinner in the car. Now uh, you might think. Oh well, you know, with that acceleration, he threw up. Like, no, I don't literally mean uh, vomit. I mean, he, he literally left his dinner. He the guy, the guy, I guess the guy maybe what had a fast food bag or something when he walked by the car and the handles came out at him. But uh, the Pinkowskis, uh, good for you for having such a like almost overly happy attitude about that. I mean, I'd be, I would be terrified that something was happening to my car. I mean, I would be extremely thankful for that app. I mean, they made the right move, pulling out the app, calling the police. But boy, I would be, I would just be in a, in an absolute nervous sweat that this guy was going to 
hurt somebody with the car, with my car, or that he was going to, you know, he was going to vandalize it somehow or run it into something or, or just do something to cause damage to the car or to, to something, something or someone else. But thankfully, that did not happen here. So the lessons to be learned from this are, number one, don't leave a key fob in or near the car ever, even in your house, even in your garage. Make sure... Now, a, tr a trick I've heard from the Tesla Motors Club forum, you know, because lots of people do like to leave maybe their keys in a bowl near the garage or near the car. Um, a tip I've heard is if you put the key fob in an empty Altoids tin, that can actually block the signal so that, you know, the handles won't just pop out at anyone who comes up to it. So... Um, I can't 100% guarantee that. I haven't tried it myself, but it is something I've read on the board. And the board is not usually a place for uh, old wives' tales and, and hearsay like that. So maybe just yeah, consider, think about where your key or and or extra keys for your S are kept now. And consider moving them farther away or try the Altoid can and see, see what happens. And then lesson number two is use that app. I'm sure most of you owners use it already. Why wouldn't you? It's a genius addition to the car. But maybe some of you just never bothered to hook it up. You're, or maybe you're so conditioned from an entire lifetime of driving without having an app that you can interact with a car with that you just, you know, it's, it's, it's just old habit. You're not in the habit of using the app. Get in the habit of using the app. Get to know it. Get it on your phone. Know it. Love it and uh, know how to use it in just in case something like this happens. But, of course, uh, the odds of your S ever being taken are so just unbelievably slim that, that uh, hopefully this will never happen to you or anyone else. Finally this week, wanted to just in, uh, let everybody know, in case you haven't heard already, that the Model S referral program has been extended through the end of the year uh, I did, when this first started up, I gave my rap on this about how, I mean, I, I love Tesla, but man, I disagree that only owners should be able to participate in this. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, I'm out here. There are a lot of Tesla fans like me who are, who are out there. We're advocates of the brand and of what Tesla is doing, that we talk to people about Tesla, uh, that... You know, hey, why can't why can't I create an account with Tesla even though I don't have a car and have a referral code for myself? And why can't I be out there getting referral? I mean, what doesn't you know? You'd think for Tesla that an an any one ambassador would be as good as the next, whether they have a car or not. I mean, obviously, it's much easier to be an ambassador and to talk to people about the car when you have a car that people can just approach you to speak about, but. Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, I believe me, I would love to have had the last three, four months to put out a referral code on this podcast or just, you know, uh, to, to people I do talk to because it does come up. It comes up in business randomly, especially here in the Bay Area. It does come up even though I don't have a car. And yeah, I've and I've known a couple people. I mean, uh, granted, my cousin bought his uh, he was on the list before the car came out. He has a February 2013 build car, but my uh, the general manager of my company bought one, and like if he had like he he and I definitely talked about it a lot. You know, I was I was 
I, I was giving him tons of information, like links to stuff on the boards and other resources he should check out. I'm sure if there had been a referral code at that time that I could have had, that I could have had as a non-owner, he would have used it. And hey, I, I could have started a little, you know, Model 3 credit account, basically, with Tesla, where for that as long as they wanted to leave this referral thing going, I could start, you know, trying to stash away some some referral money to make to knock knock the price of my Model 3 down. I think that would have been great. But in any case, that is not the case. So uh, here are the details for the new one. That's you know uh, it's it's extended through December. So another what seven weeks. The new prize up for grabs is no longer a Founder Series Model X, but the person with the most referrals in each territory, so they're not going with first to 10, but just the person with the most at the end of this, at the, uh, you know, after December 31st, in the same three territories, North America, uh, Asia, and Europe, you are going to get a P90D Ludicrous Model S. Uh, the first to 10 gets a Powerwall, plus installation of that power wall. Oh, also, by the way, sorry I missed, you're gonna get, uh, the grand prize winner will also get a free trip, uh, travel and accommodations paid for the Model 3 unveil event, which we now know is penciled in for late March. So that's cool. The fir uh, first to 10 gets a power wall, home battery plus installation. If you get at least 10 confirmed referrals, you'll get two tickets, the Model 3 unveil. Uh, no travel provided, but just you'll get, you'll get tickets to it. If you get five or more, you'll get two tickets to the Gigafactory grand opening, which is a similar prize that they offered for the, uh, the last round of this. So in any case, if you're an owner, keep giving that referral code out to friends. Uh, and if you're thinking of buying a Model S, be sure to find someone. If, it, if you've got somebody in the family, certainly a friend, a coworker, uh, if not somebody, you know, there are so many great people on the Tesla Motors Club message board. Uh, you, know, you can find somebody to get a referral code from that'll get them a $1,000 service credit and it'll get you $1,000 off of your new Model S. So be sure to take advantage of that. All right, be right back to wrap things up. Alright, that does it for another week of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. Again, my name is Ryan McCaffrey. I sincerely thank you for giving the show a chance. I've gotten so many great emails from people. Uh, again, Jens today, well this week, get, you know, taking, taking it upon himself to contact TuneIn and get this podcast added to TuneIn so that all Model S owners can listen to this podcast in your cars. Thank you so much, Jens. Uh, thank you for the phone calls, the iTunes reviews. People have been leaving those. I really appreciate that. Uh, you guys, have, you folks have been extremely kind to me. I, I super appreciate it. Again, this is a total passion project for me. Uh, this is how I spend my Saturday nights, is recording and editing this show. But I love it. I just love talking about Tesla, and it, it's just it just makes me happy to do it. So follow me on Twitter if you do not already at dmc underscore ryan. You can always email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you're a video game player, my day job 
is at IGN.com, the world's number one video game website. We also cover movies, TV, comics over there. So uh, be sure to, to check me out over there. I'm, I'm busy with a million different things, whether it's uh, reviewing games, hosting a podcast Unlocked, our Xbox podcast, I'm hosting news videos, I'm doing, uh, I got a one-on-one -on -one interview talk show that I've got on there called Unfiltered. Uh, I'm everywhere at IGN. That's just sort of, uh, that's sort of my role there. So take a look if you're a gamer uh, at heart, past, present, or future. Nerdstyles.com. That's the other thing I would love you to, to do is go to that site. That's my little side show, my side project t-shirt line. I've got a bunch of video game inspired, geek inspired t-shirt designs there. Ten of them to be exact. I'm uh, trying to cook up some new ones at the moment. There's also one coffee mug, which is fun too. So uh, be sure to check that out at nerdstyles.com. The holidays are coming. It makes great gifts. <laughs> That's my shameless plug for that. And I very much want to thank Dave T from the Tesla Motors Club Forum for his continued support. He's always emailing me cool links and stories. And he puts together the weekly Tesla newsletter, which is just a fantastic resource, helps keep you up to date on everything going on in the world of Tesla. I always source it to make sure I've covered off on all the big stuff for the week as I'm planning each week's podcast. You can subscribe to that uh, newsletter for free at teslaweekly.com. That wraps it up for episode 15 of Ride the Lightning. Thanks again so much, everybody, and I will see you back here same time next week.